Ten seconds for me, though. Yeah, same. Fucking better be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, welcome to Innocent Man episode six, the finale, the finale of the Innocent Man, and uh, yeah, Daddy Ward, if you're listening, I apologies for the wait, but I imagine you're a man who has grown uh, his patience over the years. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, it's, it's almost broken me. I don't know about Tommy. Or is it Tommy or Danny? Tommy, did I say Danny? Yeah, Dad, Daddy Ward's the comedian. Tommy Ward's the uh, man in Oklahoma, Ada State Penitentiary. Ah, well, Danny Ward, if you're listening, glad to have you here. But uh, Tommy, Tommy's <laughs> the one I was on about. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> yeah, man. Funny uh, enough, I wouldn't have made that joke if Ron was still with us. <laughs> <laughs> Poor if you grow Ron, up in man. a world of toxic masculinity, you know who not to make jokes about. And I'd put Ron Williamson as a number one or two on the list of who not to make fucking jokes about. He would be very high on my list of people not to make jokes about. All right, so this one starts up, and what a journey of Ada, Oklahoma. Like, it yep. does not... I, I don't know if I've seen a documentary that paints a city or a town as bad. Have you ever seen a one called Welcome to Leith? Welcome to Leith? Uh, no. Any good? Uh, so basically, in Welcome to Leith, I'm not sure if we've done this as an episode or if um, Matt wouldn't. I'll, I'll have to check. I think we did, actually, if we go back in the back catalogue. But basically, in Welcome to Leith, the big internet Nazis, so like the um, American far, far right, that have like like loads of followers decide they're going to go to a parochial town with about four residents, buy all the houses, build more houses, and then they had their own Nazi town in like the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's pretty much what they do. I mean, they all got ratlined over to South America, and there's tons of Bavarian villages in the Andes, <laughs> but they only speak German. I imagine they mind their P's and Q's slightly better than they do in Leith. Oh, yeah, no, 1,000%, yeah. Yeah, this isn't war criminals on the run. This is incel cunts thinking they've made their own Red Dawn. Oh, so this is like, is it the Proud Boys, that sort of stuff? Yeah, yeah, like further right than that, but yeah. Mm, I'm going to have to watch this. uh, So... So, in terms of worst towns to live in, Ada's up there if you don't have cash. Oh, yeah, Ada. Oh, my God. It's it's either you're really poor or you're really wealthy. And if you're really poor, you can just go to prison for absolutely no reason. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people did. Like, yeah. the amount of exonerees they are, and they're still refusing to look into all of Bill Peterson's cases. Yeah. Oh, mate, this... <laughs> what I'd say, I, I actually started laughing at the beginning of this episode. when these I loved it. Yeah. When they're talking, sorry, when they're talking about circumstantial evidence, and he's going, "Yeah, well, you know, like the weather's coming in, it's not snowing, 
and all this and then you wake up and it's snow you didn't see the snow but there's snow on the ground how did it get there nobody knows but you know it snowed it reminded me of a Mikel Arteta Arsenal team talk <laughs> <You know what laughs> <I mean? laughs> yeah, I was just really laughing just expecting Ramsdale to go off his nut about conceding a goal well you know when 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 you want to convict someone and you don't have the evidence, what you have to do is you get your friends, you get your friends, they distract, they, they, they you tell them this, you keep them in there, you keep them, you keep them going, you keep interviewing, you keep interviewing, you record them, you record them, you tell them what fucking blouse they're wearing, they say that, I'm back on camera, then you say that, then you undate the statement, and then when you get them done, it is beautiful, it, it works, it all comes together. Now let's get out of there and let's win this game. That was pretty much <laughs> all I got from that opening bit with the snow globe and the snow and all that. But it's just like, yeah, he says the snow line and goes, we have pubic hairs that are consistent with... Oh, my God, yeah. Surely a hair's a hair, isn't it? Well, that's... The, yeah, well, that is the thing. I mean, we've done, like, a long time over these episodes, but that is the ridic- That is how important DNA evidence is. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure if I had hair and you had hair and we took out a hair together and we sent them off to a lab, they wouldn't be able to tell who's his who's. I would love it if we were sat there and they said they had our hairs on records. They went to get it, the late 90s. <laughs> <laughs> There's another thing he plays on. Excuse me. I had to walk up the stairs, so I'm having to take a Rennie. That's the shape I'm in right now. <laughs> <laughs> so he does the snow thing. He mentions the hair. And he goes... Or maybe there's a big conspiracy where the police are out to get everyone, <laughs> which is what they fucking do. Which, yeah, like... which it is. It's got to be. It has to be. Um, I'm just glad that we. I'm glad that we've watched the episodes and we're talking about it, so people can listen to it and they don't have to sit through it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, Mickey. That last one was an hard watch. This this was a surprisingly hard watch. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. definitely give it that. I was. Not expecting what happened, and I have some additional at the end as well. What got me after the snow globe and the uh, the team talk was... I think I know what you're going to go to, but they've got the court stenographer. Yeah. And she looks after all of the evidence, apparently, in a garage. Yeah. Which, again, I think in a town like Ada is not good practice with things going missing and evidence. And it's just a woman going, I'm retiring, so I may as well give back the evidence to people. <laughs> Now, she gets the belt. She gives the belt to the woman that's investigating it. I can't remember what her name is off the top of my head now. AC... Um... It's Debbie's cousin. Yeah, Debbie's cousin. She gives the belt back. Now, I don't know. And then she goes to Peggy, so the lady's mum that got murdered, and gives the belt. I don't know if I'd want that belt. To me, that's like giving Kurt Cobain's family the shotgun to remember him by. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know if I could... Uh... If I could handle it, but what really broke me, mate, and I had to have a break after this bit, was when uh, she was sitting there and she was talking, and she went, you know, sometimes I remember it as clear as yesterday, but lately I can't remember the sound of her voice, and I was like, oh my god, this, like, I was on the verge of crying. Then they went to the grave graveyard, and she was cleaning the picture on the gravestone, and she went, yeah. Oh, I'm always having to do this, clean your face. And I was like, Paul's, I need to go outside for a cigarette. I need to get some air. I need to go and hug my kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't do this. Fucking broke me, that bit. 
it is one of the reasons why uh, you you are on the list to do the, some documentaries with because you do have emotional responses to what you watch. You very much get into what you watch. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It becomes like I didn't know if by the end of this you start working for the Innocence Project. Uh, I almost did. Uh, I almost did, but I'll tell you at the end why I didn't. Okay, and um, as I, I got you this week with because um, you got super into Stranger Things a yeah. year or so back, didn't you? Yeah. You oh, mate, I was so into it. I had t-shirts. I got posters. I got baseball caps. I got basically a quicker version of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, Just play. Learn how to play. Uh, Kate Bush on the piano, all out Stranger Things. Yeah, so I messaged them this week, said, uh, "Oh, it's been cancelled. The uh, the copper one's been got by the Woke Brigade." <laughs> <laughs> but what didn't help? What didn't help is I had just done a thirteen fourteen hour night shift. I see that, and I was like, "I think I'd only been in bed like four hours." I woke up. I was like. What? And I was trying to get hold of the kids because it was the summer holidays. They were going, what? We was all looking for it. Nobody knew what was going on. I was like, this is the worst thing that can happen. Then I texted him and he was like, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> 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 I couldn't get back to sleep. I did forget you were doing nights. I apologise on that one. Yeah, um, but that's fine. That's fine. You owe me anyway, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do owe you. You, uh, how do we? <laughs> we don't. We just... Uh, yeah, fuck it, we're fine. So basically, a, a company we both worked for, Morrison, sent me a video of a roast battle saying, this got mentioned in the roast battle. And I watched the whole 10 minutes, and I was like, I didn't hear it. And, I, and, then I, and you have to remember, this is like, uh, our lass is eight months pregnant, there's a lot of stress around the house, and I'm watching two open micers do a fucking roast battle <laughs> to hear a line about a company I used to work for. And <laughs> when I rang him, I go, which line was it? He is pissed. I spent 20 minutes listen to these douches make make bad jokes about each other's height or weight and fucking puns about their names i'm like i'm sure they don't mention this <laughs> he got me like hook line and sinker this has been like four years of friendship i've just unbridled trust and i've never needed to get someone back more <laughs> like, i still giggle about that now uh, that was what a year ago Oh, definitely last it. Yeah, at least seven, six, seven months. Back. Yeah, it was. Oh my god, I, I still laugh about it now. Just because I know how much you hate having to watch videos of open mic stand up. <laughs> <laughs> Not just open mic stand up, but I'm being bitchy about that. In fairness, um. <laughs> yeah, you hate watching all stand up. Let's be honest. I'm now a stay at home comedian. We're going to make this work, and uh, we need more characters to uh, show themselves the way Bill fucking Peterson does. Because did you hear his quote about the exonerated Willington and Fritz case? Something else, this quote. So they get exonerated, and he basically sits there with his fucking jowls hanging and says, an apology? For what? Convicting you with evidence sufficient enough to convict you? And it's just like, you motherfucking coerced confession. Brady violated, not giving up the evidence and doing your bullshit snow line in the closing statement. Right, that is like, he can't even, he didn't even say, look, I'm really sorry you've done 12 years, but the evidence was strong enough. Maybe we could have looked into it a bit more. Like, do you know what? That, that could have gone a long way. But he didn't. He just went, nah, 
No, I'm not apologising. What, they've done 12 years for evidence that was good enough? Oh, mate, he's horrible bloke, man. Yeah, it's it's a fucked, fucked, selfish, corrupt system. And uh, luckily, I think it will be very difficult to wrongly convict me of something due to my call logs. I'm on the phone most of the day, and I don't leave the fucking house. <laughs> I do like uh, that John Grisham come along and started writing a book about it. And he was just going, no, it's all lies. It's all lies. And he was like, it's my first non-fiction I've ever written. Yeah, but he does. Uh, i got to be honest, this is this is very rare Wharton because my dad, no matter what I tell him, he'll go the opposite way. And then I've got to talk softly back around for him to come and see sense. But it doesn't matter what it is. He'll just say it's probably the opposite because he's a contrarian. Yeah. And uh, he went... Well, you have to remember, I mean, I'm even doing my dad's voice for it. You have to remember, he's here to sell books, which I can appreciate that. But, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty much what he said. But he sued Grisham, that got thrown out, because obviously he would have then had to be deposed. I love a deposition. Yeah. I love a deposition. Did you leave out the statements in which this, this, and this happened? I have no idea. Yeah. Did you do this, this, or this? I have, I have no idea if they would have thought that was pertinent or not. Like it's, it's basically just said I don't remember. It, they, they describe it as a system of plausible deniability. Yeah, and it didn't even get past the first like phase of the lawsuit. He just, they just got thrown out straight away. And it's meant because all they want, like she says, like you can either save face. Or you can admit to being wrong. And admitting to being wrong is really hard. So they just said, yeah, no, it was them for. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah, he's been in an elected position of power for 27 years. Yeah. If you think fucking, if you think he's stepping down because of Tommy Ward, he is going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, he's not going anywhere. I think he's even going for a re-election. Which, it begs the question, who's running against him? Like, Rod Williamson? <laughs> is it only him? Well, that's the head, so the DA will be the one who selects what cases can be prosecuted. And then the way it kind of works in America, and I'm basing this purely on the wire, the DA will select what cases can be prosecuted, then the mayor needs good crime stats, so he's got something for his election campaign, so it kind of works in tour with that. Does that make sense? So you can't prosecute. Yeah, it's all it's all to be re-elected, isn't it? That's all it is. But also on this one, they um, they've got a great interview coming up uh, in this. But it was all about they had in the Ron Williamson's case, they had people that were like doing shit with the police, and they were worried that that would come out if they were to convict them. Oh God, yes. Yes, I'm looking for... Well, let's quickly go through the, the cop that was like, no, I didn't see anything suspicious at all through the whole thing. And oh, there is I, no think conspiracy. He, I actually think he's the one who's took Bill Peterson's role. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, yeah, because this is set a few years ago now, isn't it? Yeah, so he got in touch with Grisham and went, well, send me the evidence and I'll look into it. Bill Peterson's gone now. So what I'll do is I'll go into it and I want a clean house. And then he yeah. sent them all the stuff and went... I can't say anything that went wrong with that. That's fine. I haven't had a phone call from someone I've never heard before in my entire career who's threatened my life, my family, and my welfare. One sec, Rick. One sec. One sec. Just hold it there. Something's happened to me. headset. Don't worry about that. Trust me. 
After all the fucking editing bullshit last time, I'm glad we sat through and sorted out plugging your <laughs> microphone into your laptop. The the new guys came in. He said, blah, blah, blah. And then it goes, it shows you all the evidence that was omitted from the defense team. So the sculptory evidence is called a Brady violation, which is they either bury or do not hand over statements, witness testimony or evidence to other suspects to the defense because obviously that would help the defense. So they make it as difficult as possible for people to get that shit. And it's, yeah, it's it's one of the reasons why the system's really set up to get the conviction, not the truth. Well, like you even look at, they show you a comparison of the files the police had and the files that were given over to the court. That it was over 800 yeah. pages and the court was given 146. Yeah, which is on its own grounds for a retrial. But yeah, I just felt sorry for these blokes because it was obviously a setup. They used the same snitch. That's the big one for me. So, like, like I go, go before we go to the snitch, there's a thing like they both said, who was it? Tommy Ward and Fontaine both said that she was wearing a. Lavender, light lavender blouse with blue flowers on it. Now, the police were going, oh, we, we didn't know about that. We didn't know about it. How are they going to know about it if we didn't know about it? But they did know about it because they knew about it days before they got arrested because it's in a statement. Yeah, and uh, the real smoking gun to that is that they, they did not date that statement. Yeah. And that never happens. And the smoking gun in the Williamson Fritz case was they didn't date the statement in which they had that information yep. either. And I tell you what is also, you know, a bit of a cause of concern. They said she had a light lavender shirt and blouse on that had silky cuffs and neck frills or whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know about blouses. And it had blue flowers on it. But at the crime scene, it was a dark red. Sure, uh, dark red like tank top. So did they change her? And the reason they do that is that, well, he gave information we didn't know, so only the killer could possibly know that. You'll see things like that in Making a Murderer where they're desperate to get Brendan to say how they killed her and they tell her to tell the truth, tell the truth, tell us again what happened, what happened, until they get so sick because, bless him, he's low IQ. He's not. He, he's just trying to give them the right answer. So after 12 hours ago, okay, Brendan, I'm just going to say it. Who shot her in the head? He did. Okay, thank you. Because he never mentioned that you shot her for 12 hours. He said everywhere you could kill a person but not shot her in the head. And then they chopped up the interview and goes, yep, he told us he killed her in the head. No one could have possibly knew that. If you're, Unless you were willing to watch the 27-hour fucking interrogation of a, a, a remedial high school student, you would have never known that's how they obtained that information. <laughs> and that's ex- basically exactly what's happened here. They're all low IQ, poor family kids or blokes. That have just been coerced into because they're like, oh, fuck, we, we don't care. Who's going to care? Who's going to miss these? Do you know what I mean? The amount of money and man hours. If you think you charge a lawyer six uh, per every 12 minutes or six minutes. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, that that's what a lawyer is billable for. So if you're having an 18-year appeal, they have to really believe in your case and that'll be their pro bono work that's either tax deductible or goodwill or you know, via a charity that's set up to help these people. And not many 
are able to get that. It has to be a very special case for them to be able to pick it up for this length of time. And the quality of lawyer as well is very different to what you'd get. Yeah, yeah. But the fact they said the wrong fucking shirt as well. They both described the wrong shirt. Didn't they say they stabbed her, but she was actually shot in the head? Yeah. So you'd be like, oh, he didn't even kill her right. So can't do you for this murder. Maybe we'll do you for another murder. And then we come on to Terry Holland, who on both occasions said that she overheard the inmates confess in jail. Now, this... Just before you get to that, because you've got to go to the interview of the ex-husband and the son. Yeah. For me, they showed you a little snippet of how Ron Williamson reacted to her saying that on the stand. <laughs> oh, my God. And, like, that's not acting. If he was guilty, that's that's... That sounds to me like someone that's innocent. Do you know what I mean? That's fucking fed up with the lies. And I just imagine, you know, there's lawyers picking up his shoe to call a taxi home because he doesn't want to be there. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, he had the blind lawyer, didn't he? <laughs> oh, God. But, mate, that whole thing. So she, so then she's interviewing the husband. And is he the son? Yeah, he is the son, isn't he? No. It's, yes. it's one of the best moments in documentaries, this small little bit. Yeah, it's just yeah. something else. Is. So they're interviewing they're interviewing him, and it's come out, it's come to light that in Bill Peterson's bottom left-hand drawer of his desk, there's a lot of videotapes of female prisoners having sex with law enforcement. You kept so he could use at a later date. Now, she asks the husband if this is true, and then he goes back to prison mode, doesn't he? Like he's in prison where he can't show no emotion. Well, he also says that she, he was on a charge that got a massively reduced sentence due to her cooperation. He was going to get 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then he says, nope, that never happened. Never heard anything of that. Anyway, I need to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And then, so he's, she, she, before he goes to the bathroom, she's going, so, you know, we've got an affidavit here. Uh, he's going, well, like saying that the tapes and stuff like that. And he's going, well, if she didn't sign it, you know, then I don't believe it. No one could tell her what to do. She was a strong woman, all this. He then goes to the bathroom, like chest out, head eye, breathing in because he's absolutely, completely devastated. His son... Uh, their son, sorry. <laughs> and I love the idea of these two re-watching this documentary back together, by the way, because he sells it down the river in yeah. four seconds. And I, as soon as he's in the... T- as soon as you hear that lock click, he's like, yeah, no, no, that, that is all true. Basically, like, in a nutshell, yeah, that's all true. And then... But she's part of a motorcycle gang as well, isn't she? They were both meth cooks for a motorcycle gang, yeah. And um, so... Obviously got arrested. She gets him off by confessing to this. And then any time that the the case, the Ron Williamson case, Fritz and all that, or the Tommy Wall case is brought up, they are told to leave town and not return until it's months over. Like, because they know... Like, what is Bill Peterson doing? Well, he doesn't want them... Like, because on his... For them, they just might get a memo one day going, oh, they've added to the witness stand Terry Holland. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And he doesn't. They've added, that. and they're like, "Ooh, all right, get those people out of town because the trial has a date. If those people don't show up, they get their own problems that are down to us to administer." But 
we do not want that woman on the stand being cross-examined. Because she has got some shit on that Peterson. And it's just, again, the son immediately goes, yeah, yeah, we know that happened. He's just fronting it because he's in that prison mentality. He doesn't want to admit any weakness or anything like yeah. that. But it's instantaneous. It's just like, he's, he's going to know you said this. <laughs> yeah, I know, like straight away. You just said there were meth cooks. Do you know what I mean? There <laughs> might be repercussions to that. <laughs> yeah, he said he could still go to jail, didn't he? After all this, and I was blown away by this bit, uh, the, but then after all this, he's back, isn't he? Johnny Daniels is back. <laughs> yeah, Johnny, Johnny Dogs is back, yeah. Johnny yeah, Dogs. Like, oh, I can get you, whoever you want, to talk. Look, we talk to him. No, he doesn't want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is where it gets a bit, because they say misleading eyewitness, and they there's a different way it was, because... The eyewitness, I thought, was going to say, oh, it wasn't Tommy Ward. Yeah. What they did with the eyewitness, so they go and he actually is willing to talk. And it's funny because the minute I saw him on camera, I was like, well, of course they got him to talk. They've had him doing the reenactments of driving slowly to the garage smoking for five episodes. I've seen him about six times. Wait, how many cigarettes did he smoke in the one minute, 30 seconds he was on the telly? About four, five, (laughs) There is something about, I mean, the son who dropped the dime just on his dad, the the Holland's kid. Yeah. He, I don't know if it was just because the sunny day in the TV, but he looked like he had been working as a car mechanic all day and he just had like, like, do you know what I mean? Did he just look great? Grimey's an offensive word. He looks like he just came back from work. He looked like he'd been at work, yeah. He looked like he'd been working. That's how I used to come back from a scrapyard looking like. Yeah, exactly, right? But the idea of, like, you're going to be on a documentary, you'd think you'd splash a water on your face. Do you know what I mean? You're about to be on TV. Yeah, unless he's just walked through the door and like, oh, for fuck's sake. All right, I better stand here in case he denies being a meth cook and that my mum had sex with the, the prison officers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how did you get me a 40 years? You don't want to know. You don't want to know. Well, you know that copper that's always had a problem with you. <laughs> Ironically, a similar storyline to season one of Picky Blinders of Aunt Polly. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, do you know what? I just couldn't get on with Picky Blinders. Just could not get on with it. I liked it. I liked it. I Not enough to start wearing a flat cap again. The, the open mic circuit ruined those for me, but I did enjoy it. I'd give it a good go. Do you know what I mean? I'd give it at least... Four seasons, like halfway through season four, I was done. I was like, oh, it's just the same. Like, don't get me wrong, Johnny Dogs is like probably the best. Yeah, I, I will say this. They, they're building to a movie. And I think TV shows that are good tend to have one to a maximum of four amazing seasons if it's a narrative arc. Yeah. And then they have to reset. Because yep. they don't expect to be renewed that much. So they have a story. They've completed that story. Now they need to continue it. Game of Thrones is a great example to the final season of that compared to the early seasons and so forth. So and they're building to a movie, which I think will be relatively good. Mm. And which one of you had sex with a policeman to get their husband off 40 years? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Peterson is like Baratheon, isn't he? He's like, damn it, Ned. Fetch me my illegal videotapes. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> just sitting there, the fucking oh mate, he's a not horrible, horrible bloke. That Bill Peterson, horrible piece of work. Damn it, Tommy! Tell us you shot her in the face. Well, so sorry, yeah. So what I was getting at with these uh, interviews is, so they're interviewing the eyewitness. He's willing to be on camera for the first time. And his mother won't even switch off the TV in the room that they're oh, being know, interviewed. Yeah. My mother's like that. She would be in her chair, being like, I'm watching me soaps. <laughs> right, you can bloody do it somewhere else, can't you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh mum, mum, we've got Netflix around there, the documentary, they want to interview me. That's fine, they can interview you. But I'm watching Judge Judy. I don't care. I will say this, um, she, in, in, not in defence, but in year 10... I want to say 10 or 11. Yeah. The TV show, That'll Teach Them. That'll Teach Them? That's when you send kids back to, like, the 40s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I quite like that program, actually. Uh, my uh, parents' night, they actually put forward the idea to be mother of putting me on there. Like, in terms of the producers have reached out for kids that could get all right grades but weren't because of their attitude. <laughs> and my mom went... I, and I was for it. I was well up for that. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I didn't, because I know I would have been a little bitch. I've been fucking, like, caned in the face and then cried and learned me multiple t- me times tables like yeah. a good boy. Or like, But my mum's like, there's no way you're going on bloody TV and embarrassing me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I would have loved... Do you know which show I always wanted to go on? Get Your Own Back. Do you remember that one? Yeah, yeah. With Dave Benson Phillips, and you had to uh, bring your parents on, and if you won, you got to stick them in the gunge tank. For me, it was always Funhouse. Do you ever like Funhouse? Right, every teenage boy, every boy when I was at school, Funhouse was on, I don't know. I was just saying it to every boy loved Funhouse for two reasons, and that was the twins. (laughs) You You go to school the next day, oh, my God, you watch Funhouse. Oh, my God, they look really good in red. (laughs) Have... We may have stumbled on an anecdote in our many car journeys I've never told you. Have I ever told you about my interaction with Pat Sharp and Funhouse? Oh, my God, please tell me you've done it. So, basically, he now does a circuit around Freshers where he'll go into the nightclub the Freshers lot are and they'll do, like, a drinking game or something. Yeah. Right? And he'll come out and... It was Icon Diva, I think it was called at the time in Southampton. Freshers, uh, I was in second year, but it would have been like the first couple of weeks of, I imagine. And so, uh, I, big nightclub, big stage. I chucked my hand up to get up and then said they needed like six people for like a drinking challenge or something like that. And the first thing they do is uh, they get you to take your top off. And he goes, oh, we've got seven. And I look along the line, and I'm in my shape, and everyone else, uh, I seven, need seven lads. And all the other lads were like 6'2 and jacked. Like, they were like good shape, Geordie yeah. Shaw-looking guys. And I went, well, I wonder who's being told to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> so I've already got my top off, and my flabby tits out, and my hairy chest. And uh, he was, sorry, we're going to have to lose one of you, you at the end there. And I went, Pat. He went, what? I went, you're nothing without the go-karts and walked off about nothing without looking at <laughs> You're nothing without the go-karts. I imagine him sitting there still now in his house, just sitting there going, that kid was right. 
that kid was that kid was actually right and he made some really creepy jokes about the twins oh god did he yeah he talked about one of the drinks is don't worry it's not the twins piss I've had that or something uh. something like that that was like 45 year old divorced celebrity level of fucking <laughs> what he thinks is a bit risky <laughs> it's not the twins piss I've already had that it was something weird like that yeah see when I was 13 I would have fucking loved that but now I'm like oh <laughs> you're a fucking grimmer I do like his hair, though. Especially, oh, he's got majestic hair. He's still got that. Yeah. But especially of what we know about TV presenters that lasted a while. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, especially from that era as well. You mean from 2023 up until the seventh? Like, up until when if, was TV invented? Oh, <laughs> yeah, from, from Schoolfield getting sacked. I'm sure he's the last of them. I'd mainly, what I'd do is, who's not that attractive or talented but on been on TV a while and imagine there's just a, a layer of evil in his inner circle oh. that you just don't want to know about? Oh, who, who would, oh God, can you imagine? Like, we, can't, we can't, I since we are actually putting this out, I don't think we can literally allege, and apologies for the, the detour there, so we're yeah. talking to the eyewitness. Um, can we clarify his name? Because I've got Glenn Wheelchair down. Well, chill. Yeah, well, well, chilled. Glenn, well, well chilled. Well chilled. God, mate, he was fucking chilled, wasn't he? He was the most well chilled out geezer I've ever seen. So, well chilled shows up at the police station. They show him a picture of Tommy Ward. They then show him Tommy Ward, and then they put Tommy Ward in a lineup. And he says that taints the lineup. Yeah. So they just guaranteed that they got him fingered in the lineup. Yeah, because in a lineup. You're not even. You're not meant to see the per. You're not meant to see the people until you walk in that room. And how often is it you and five other felons? Never. It's you and four bozos off the street. Never yeah. five convicted felons. Yeah. Have you ever done a lineup? Nah. No, nah, I was just caught in usual suspects. I had to take my photo. Well, my photo was taken to put in a police digital lineup. Oh, really? And I was shitting myself for about a week, even though I didn't commit no crimes and I was never in the area or anywhere near the area. I was still shitting myself when I was going to get picked out. Well, that's the issue. We do look bald with a beard, Caucasian. Yeah. Is that, that's a common look. Yeah. It is a common look, and you do all look the same. Yeah. Um, I went to something the other day and people were going, all right, mate, how you doing? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Then I went out for a cigarette and they come up and went, oh, my God, sorry, we thought you was Tony from Accounts. I was like, oh, yeah, nice one, cheers. I've just been trying to find out all your names because <laughs> you want to seem rude. <laughs> now get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> when, I first, when I first came back, I had a mate ring. I was out with a mate and someone rang him. and goes, oh, I'm just out with Rick. You know, and he goes, you can tell, like, from what he says, I can tell their side of the conversation. Yeah. And he went, Rick, man, you remember? Small hands, eyelashes like a traddy. <laughs> it's like, how how many of your friends or school friends, like, left home that you went to school with, left home, traveled the world, tried to be a stand-up comedian for 12 years? No, no, small hands, eyelashes of a traddy. That'll, that's fair enough. hands. Oh, God. Uh, boys, yeah, when you're trying to describe your friend, you never use the most obvious thing. You always use the most hurtful thing you can. 
unibrow, Megan Teeth. <laughs> no yeah. wonder showbiz didn't work out for him. <laughs> you know, you know, like, it was really tall at school. Shit his pants in year nine. Oh yeah, Adam. Yeah, nice. Ah, <laughs> oh, your cousin. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got you got to laugh or you will cry. And at this point, I'm starting to realise that Tommy Ward is still participating in this documentary via telephone. And I'm like, either it's going to be a great reveal, or this might not end the way I'm hoping it's going to end. Yeah. And, oh, they film his appeal getting filed, and then it goes in and... Wait, they don't just film the appeal getting filed. They also film the pre, like recap the previous five episodes in short clips with dramatic music over it. Yep, they do that. And it's also like the poor lawyer, it's almost like proven that he did work on it because he's got one of those like little, um, like it's like a child's wheelbarrow that you would have. Like you're yeah. doing gardening, your kid's got his thing in the back, help, like pretending to help. And it's got his boxes of things that he's filing. God, that must take ages to come through all that shit. Oh, my but God. Could you be bothered? They show you Floyd DeGraw, who definitely fucking did that shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who's the other one? George Gore? Glenn Gore. Glenn, Glenn Gore. Gore. Yeah, there's tons. Like, what got me is that he's going, well, maybe God should have intervened. Maybe God should have, you know, intervened in this because Tommy is a very spiritual person and, then, you know, he should have been at the top of the list. And I was like... Just fucking do your job, innit? I love the idea that... Oh, I've got a funny thing to tell you, by the way. Um, what? I mean, Mother's getting a little bit spiritual again with the old Christianity. And they went to one of Izzy's baby classes with our last, which is baby yoga. Yeah. And she says, well, I, I thought it was lovely. It was, it was really nice. The sensory room was really nice, but some of it just doesn't align with my beliefs. So what do you mean? She went, well, yoga has got its basis in uh, Buddhism. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, it's got its basis in it's stretching. Right? It's exercise. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck do you think? Do you think this is the start of a cult? It's it's a four month old child fucking warming up her hamstrings. All right, there is. Jesus. She's not gonna. She's not. She's not gonna be handing out leaflets at the airport. Uh, well, let's just do some Christian kneeling and bowing, shall we? Let's just do that. Let's just feel guilty for everything. Oh, yeah. I tell you when? Oh, well, um, no, we're, we're, well, we're Church of England anyway, which was started because King Henry VIII wanted the fucking divorce. Yeah. So, like, you can hardly go all the way back. But my point, sorry, I was going to make about God getting involved in Tommy Ward was, um, so he lets his only son be beaten the fuck out of for two days, tied up on a cross, crucified, doesn't get involved, but Tommy Ward's got a bad deal in Ada, Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, right, I don't get because where we come from, like, so my wife's Irish, so she's obviously Catholic because she's Irish Catholic. So the kids were going for or Neve. Did you get a seat during your wedding ceremony? Did I get a seat? Yeah. Because it was. You need need one on Catholic. Oh, T5. It was pretty much three days long. But when when the eldest daughter. They do give good mass. (laughs) No, they do good give mass. Or Father Frank does give a good mass. But we was putting the eldest through the um, Holy Communion so she could uh, eat the bread and that and drink the wine. Mm-hmm. So we're doing it. And 
she's got to fill in this book and she didn't fill it in one week and they all started like father frank decent bloke i've got a lot of time for him the old cronies that work for him honestly are like something out of blade do you know what i mean but like christian blade like they're proper horrible so they were going they were going oh so you haven't done this this is a gift for god you haven't done your gift for god like how would you feel if you was only given half a gift and Nate was like i wear glasses <laughs> and i was like that's the best thing i've ever heard in my whole life she just turned to this old woman and went i wear glasses then she told me about it so i went down there the following week for it and i said she's not doing it. like i stayed there for about half hour and i was like nah she ain't doing this no more get her out because <laughs> you know what i'm like i just go fucking complete oh, oh yeah yeah when, when big daddy morrison's on the warpath i've got a lot of time for it there's, <laughs> there's been there's, there's been a lot of bullies threatened in kent um, <laughs> the thing is they deserve it they deserve it. But the one I went to, we foolish went out the night before the actual wedding. And so I'm hanging. I got no tolerance for drinking anymore. So like if I go with three drinks, I got to drink all night and then I'm fucked. Yeah. And I mean, we're going back a good couple of years now, but I thought it was over. And you know, when you're like, I haven't thrown up, I haven't shit my pants. We're nearly, we're, we're done. And then the priest walks away and he comes back with some like, it looks like, do you know, like a mace ball and chain? But oh, it's with the smoke, smoke coming out of it. Yeah, I've never seen that at C of E. C of E is like the handout biscuits, do a few songs, shake each other's hand at the end. I never saw any of that shit. Yeah. And honestly, I, I, I just, I was the only one in the audience went, oh, for fuck's sake. What the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> Right. We, I can't, I can't, I'm not going to say the person, I can't remember what reddit it was, but we're sitting up the back, we're right up the back in this like, um, I want to say golf club, I want to say golf, but you know like one of these country manor type things, and we're sitting up the back, and uh, like, so there's us, there's like the group of mates, you know what I mean, that doesn't know the families from either side, doesn't know their friends, it's just us group of mates, and as the bride walked down, I went, oh my god. It looks like her shoulders look like bread baking in twine, right? I thought I said it really quiet, but I said it a bit too loud. You know? Just completely slagged off how fat the bride was as she's walking down the aisle. Oh, so we've, yeah, wedding faux pas, Ricky. We're both there, we're both at a level. But I was just saying, oh, for fuck's sake, is that tops, man? That's the top. Okay, so. Yeah, so his appeal is rejected, is what I gathered from the ending. What did you, do you, if you wrap up the ending, I'll tell oh, you. Oh, if I can wrap up the ending, right. So the appeal's rejected. There's no apologies. Everybody's still in prison. You can't do anything till 2019, um, even though he served 34 years. Then there's like 4% of people are wrongly convicted. So that equates to 90,000 people in prison in America that are in prison wrongly convicted uh but ada have had four overturns in the last so many years yeah yeah like guys that weren't even in the documentary have had their, their, theirs overturned by there's, the same, yeah, there's people same that are shit. not in a documentary and you don't know who killed either of them and to be honest with you ricky i was livid at the end of this because i was like 
we've put so many hours into watching this, and that last one I had to have a couple of breaks watching it. Didn't even find out who done it. All right. Let me give you a little bit of good news. Have you looked this up? Ward. Yeah, yeah, I got. I, I, yeah. I've had to do. I because very rarely, if you listen to this podcast, will I ever research anything. Yeah. Other than watching it and hoping to jump off to a story about um, me. <laughs> 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 or, or the Newcastle United takeover, which I doubt, by the way, we're going to be doing another episode of the Amazon Prime one because it was fucking terrible. Was um, it? Oh, mate, they showed nothing. I'm, okay, we we don't have enough. To, people people have waited long enough to find out what happened yeah. to Danny Ward before I get into what annoyed me about the Newcastle United so-called documentary. Right? What's happened to Danny Ward? So Ward and Cold. Uh, Ward and co-defendant Carl Fontenot's initial convictions and death sentences for Harway's death were overturned. So they're free, they're out. But were both again convicted on retrial with Fontenot again receiving the death sentence and Ward being sentenced to life in prison. (laughs) Oh my God, Jesus Christ. What... What, on the, the sheer evidence? So they appealed it, they won, and then the court overturned a lower court decision that said because prosecutors and police uh, withheld evidence that they could exonerate Tommy Ward 61 now of the 1984 murder of uh, Daniel Havre, and then they got it reversed and reconvicted. So Bill Peters has obviously got videotapes of that judge getting pumped in a prison by a couple of female prisoners. Well, here's where it becomes a huge, well, it's a, a conflict of interest and a problem for defendants. So the minute you're going to say you've wrongly convicted someone and you're then the judicial system, you are then liable for the damages you've caused, which could be in the high millions... Yeah. Not only that, the people making that decision could be the people that fucked them over, which is a bit like making a murderer. A lot of that's covered in that. Uh, it's a bit like saying, hmm, I would like to be personally liable for £45 million pounds, or <laughs> Danny, uh, Tommy Ward stays in jail. What do we say? Do the eyes have it? One, two, three, four. Put your hand down, Sheila, when I take the piss. One, two, three, four. Yeah, he stays in jail. Stays in jail. Keep, keep filing those. Right, so if he gets it, he's done 34, what was that, 34, 84. So he's nearly done 40, he's done 39 years in prison. He's done 39 years. Yep. If you come out after, fa- what the fuck do you do? Um, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't get so much as a parking ticket in here. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. So... How they usually eventually let these people out is called, oh, what's it called? Alfred Plea, uh, West of Memphis and Confession Tips, I want to say. Yeah. Or Confessions is a documentary where it shows the Alfred Plea a lot, which basically you stand up in court saying, I am innocent of this crime, but I plead guilty. So you can then no longer sue the state. Yeah. for your time in jail, but they will give you a, a plea deal where if you say that, they will let you out. And even after you've said that, you've got to get a high court judge to sign off on it, and in some cases, the high court judge hasn't sent the letter for three years, so you've had an extra three years in jail waiting for a letter. Oh, my God. Like, Oh, my God. That Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Like, It's fucked. 
And the thing is, at least over there, if you get wrongly convicted, you get a bit of money. You get wrongly convicted here, you have to pay for your food and accommodation the whole time you was in prison. Have you seen Making a Murderer? No, I just couldn't. I like my documentaries to be like either a three-parter or all yeah, in one go. That. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I can tell by the statistics on our podcast that a lot of people agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I like a good podcast that's, you know, one episode, hour and a half tops. But this this whole thing could have been done in an hour and a half. It could have been done in an hour and a half. It could have been. I can imagine Tommy Warden, if you listen, I'm sorry for the tone of my voice right now, Tommy, but if listening, you're going, I'm sorry if it took too long for you. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, I'm, I'm complaining that I've spent, what is it, five hours, six hours watching it, and he's done 39 years. That's, mate, that's terrible. How are they still, he's still not out? Still not out, that's... Um... It's, that happens all over, particularly yeah. in America, man. That's, um... Well, everywhere, I imagine, not just America. Yeah, it's a business. There's a lot of documentary. The the American documentary ones are better than the British ones. Yeah. Because we don't have that accent prejudice with Americans that we do with Brits. Yeah. If you watch the British one, go, yeah, well, I'm fucking innocent. Oh, no. I'm like, "Mm, I don't know about him. (laughs) 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 Mm. I know a guy that sounds like that, and he could definitely kill people. (laughs) Yeah. But... This has brought an end, uh, 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 not, uh, not a very happy ending, but I thought it was a very, very good show. I apologise when this was initially a Patreon pick of how long it got to take. This was not Andy Kaufman-esque art of how long we took to do it, but um, we, we we got through it at the end. Thank you very much for jumping on. I believe Matt was on episode one of that. Fucking hell. I think he's... Uh, imagine if we haven't heard from Matt because he's been wrongly convicted for something. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, hopefully we're going to get Matt to jump on uh, a bunch in the future. But until then, I've got Morrison as my ride or die. We had we had a Gabby Gals day today, didn't we? We both oh. had free houses, so we couldn't believe it. It's eight, I've got a free house tomorrow as well. Um, I don't want to say that too loud because I have actually found a list. That's gonna be that's gonna be disappeared by the end of the night. The lists don't don't even exist for me anymore. I just have chores that I have to fucking do. Um, it's a, it's a different world. You've got a whiteboard, <laughs> haven't you? That's sanctioned out in the days of the week and times. No, I know. <laughs> oh God. Oh yeah. Oh, I got. Did I tell you how much grief I got last night? So I used this attachment for the Hoover that I don't think anybody's ever used, and I was quite like proud because I used this attachment for the Hoover for the right reason. And I left the dirt on it to show that I used it, and then I was explaining what I'd done. I may as well have just come in and punched everybody in the face. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it was. I ended up going to bed at half eight. <laughs> Um, and then uh, I got told off because I, I used the carpet cleaner to clean the floor when we got like tiles and laminate and apparently it fucks up the laminate because it leaves a massive puddle which I thought was meant to be there because it had cleaned it. So I'm now, now... one of my one of my jobs is I've got to take uh, the kids' playpen down, which is also like a crate, like a not a crate, but. It's it's like a barrier to keep the reactive dog away from the baby, who's doing very well with the baby. But again, not something that we're keen to take many risks with. 
and so that the uh, robot Hoover we got because uh, I wasn't sufficiently Hoover enough can go around <laughs> the entire living room, and you better believe if I uh, if I forget to take down the pen, I, I, that will be noted upon in, in the appraisal. But yeah. there was there was one day where, I mean, this is like out of a goddamn sitcom. So I'm coming downstairs with the pen, right? And I walk so gingerly down like these spiral, like the stairs goes in a little curve. Yeah. Uh, I'm so careful with it. Like, cause even to start your day and for me to start my day at seven in the morning, I can't tell you what a drastic change that is to the previous 15 years of my life. Oh, trust me. If you're listening, trust me, it is like people um, usually worry about how the baby's sleeping through the night. I was worrying about how Rick was sleeping through the night. <laughs> <laughs> I've never known him to go to bed. I'm looking at the Ben as I'm coming down the steps. What I don't realise is, and I only just felt it across me shins last minute, is I'd left a dressing gown on the banister of the downstairs and it had picked up, you know, the belt of the dressing gown in the Hoover. Yeah. And the robot Dyson Hoover had crashed into the wall like it was trying to trip up a fucking atat coming down the stairs. And like it literally just set up a trap for me. And I was just like, that could have just that could have been the worst day of my fucking life right there, eight oh seconds after God. getting up. So your Roomba is actually Bishop. It's like the early version of Bishop in Aegean. <laughs> <laughs> Just woke up and me Dyson sticking a magazine down me throat. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. That's fucking excellent. Uh, did I ever tell you about when I did my first ever MC spot for the big boys? And uh, uh, def- Define big boys. Oh, I uh, curb. Off curb. Because I'm insecure. Yeah, off, off the, the curb. curb. Yeah. And um, I never ever... Was that? Oh, a few years ago back now. Maybe five. I haven't signed you yet. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still, if you're listening, I am willing to jump ship for fucking three grand a year. Um, <laughs> but I, I got my first MC you're spot. Playing it cool, yeah, playing it cool. I got my first MC spot, and they, they emailed me and said, Have you ever MC before? I was like, Yeah, of course. I've done it loads. Never had done it before in my life. So I get all the way to Portsmouth. I'm sitting there. I am shitting myself. <laughs> All of a sudden, like, it's about 15 minutes before I go on, I get a ping, and there's it's from the wife, and there's loads of photos of all the bits and pieces that I forgot to put away before I left the house with, like, <laughs> fucking, like, a proper angry message, and I was like, great, I've completely fucked this up now. <laughs> but I was like, you could have waited till I got home, why did you do that now? What's it? Uh, when I was going down to stay with my mate in the hospital, um, well, a couple of years back now, but uh, I, I was in a rush to catch me train, and then I get a, a message from kid. I get to the hospital. I'm fucking knackered. I'm sat in the C6 ward of Southampton. This is way before COVID, so wearing a mask is stuffy. He's in a shite mood because obviously he's gone through a lot. I get a message off KJ. It says, I've went upstairs. The wardrobe's open. There's drawers open. There's clothes flung everywhere. And like I got this whole list. And I just text back one word. Uh, spooky. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> I can imagine her looking at that guy. Where'd you get your fucking balls? <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, right. That was it. I enjoyed that. I'm a I big did. fan. I'm a big fan of responding to a message that will be detrimental to me. But I know that when she goes to, or someone, I, she is a little bit telling, I'm going to delete the word she. But yeah. if the person ever then goes to retell the story to complain to someone else, they have to say the funny line that I said, and I get to enjoy it again. <laughs> to be fair, that is, do you know what, I'm going to start doing that. I'm actually going to start doing that, because that is excellent. It's uh, it's not worked out well for me. I got to be honest. But listen, I need you to give Innocent Man the series a score out of five, and then we are out of here, buddy. A score out of five. Well, I was enjoying it for the first three, four episodes. The last two disappointed, so I will give it a. I'll give it the middle of the road three. Yeah, I I gotta be honest. If I got to see Tommy Ward out, I would have given it a higher score. I'm going a three point five. I think it was pretty good, well put together, and uh, another good choice. It's bang up my alley. You see some Do- fucking evil. Yeah. You see some bad shit happen to you know like the the worst in the world. You feel better about your life. I'll say that about uh, living in Ada. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Another excellent choice. Thank you very much for the pick on that one. And yeah. next up. Uh, did we, we we made a choice on which one's next, didn't we? Which one was it? Was it? I I I'm gonna say we'll do uh, deepest breath. Oh yeah, sorry, deepest breath. Yeah, let's do that. That looks um, that looks insane. Cool, deepest breath, and on the horizon is the hatchet wielding maniac murder dude. Unless, uh, unless oh, you the get hitchhiker touch. hatchet killer geezer bloke. Yeah, that one. Or. or or otherwise, if you have any recommendations, please get in touch or um, try the puzzle on the Instagram page. Discussing documentaries, uh, I think it's called Instagram. It's uh, still not gone viral. Still only one person's tried the uh, the find it. We still appreciate it, but could do with more. But anyway, thank you very much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do anything Tuesday. I'm doing my podcast. <laughs> oh, wait, that's dumbing. That's actually dumbing. <laughs> but no, this is a blast to do. Thank you. Thanks to anyone who takes the time to listen. Yeah, and, thank you uh, so much. We'll really appreciate again. it. I'll- I'll 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 say next week, but hey, you've been listening to this long enough to say well, let's hope for next week. You take yeah. it easy. See you in a bit. <laughs>